Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So here's a little fact I found out. So Brian got some fun new software. If it's Brian, is that software up and running? Nope. Uh, not, not today. Yet, what it is? <laughs> I want you guys to know we're allowed to make as much weird. Like mouth noises as we like because this software will filter it out supposedly. But we, I'll let you know when it's up and running. Then we can just mouth noise away. We can beatbox and scat. But Brian is shaking his head. <laughs> He's like, "Please don't do that." <laughs> um, guys, did you see earlier this week the headline that everyone is making uh, so much fun of? It was uh, an article that dropped on CNBC that was like, "Hey everyone, here's a great tip." you maybe didn't know about how to save $400 a year. And it's like this nerd in a video. I hate it. Oh, basically goes into a restaurant and explains to the public that you should definitely tip uh, based on before tax. Ugh. Right, not tip on the tax. That's and what fucking old people do. It's what Sorry. old people do. And it's very much, you know, he was really pushing back too. Like now, if you really want it to add up, make sure you're tipping what's, you know, only on the on what's not taxed. And then uh, 15% is still very, very, you know, acceptable. And then he did this like man on the street poll what? between people. And some people were just like, ooh, gross. No. Some other people were like, wow. Not like about, don't care. don't go out to eat, pal. Exactly, like because we get charged on the full sale, exactly. including the tax. Yeah. We don't get just tax, you know, pre-tax sale. I'm sure he's also a wonderful customer to have. I know. Yeah, like I'm sure he's just not needy at all. I'm sure he doesn't ask for water, no ice. <laughs> oh yeah, this give me real Rachel Ray forty dollars a day feels. Yeah, is what this is giving. Well, me. what what I was saying, uh, what I was seeing too in the comments, are people like backlashing against Rachel Ray too, going like, "Yeah, the part she didn't say is if you stiff the fucking wait staff, you can exist on forty dollars a day," which was a lot of her trickery in that thing too. It's like, oh yeah, as long as you don't tip, you can exist on forty dollars a day. I watched you like bitch. one episode of that and turned it right off after her first reaction to something when she was enjoying it. I couldn't. I can't stand Rachel Ray. Oh no, I am not not a fan. Enjoyment of food. Well, then you missed the first yummo segment of the universe. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, she's a go back and get Oprah that yummo origin scene. <laughs> she's a part of the Oprah franchise too, right? Um, I thought I think she's separate. I'm not sure. I hope she's separate. Well, dude, like this coming up, and especially with them calling it um like a life hack or people making fun of it, being like, "Ooh, look at this like life hack that makes you look like an asshole." Clearly, I'm a little sensitive based on a show I hosted for a couple years. But we would do these segments called like gaming the system. And as a server, 
and people, you know, anyone who's ever worked for tips or it's like the shit isn't free. I was like, you guys, I'm morally opposed to doing this fucking segment. It involves being cheap and or ripping off, you know, like say it's like, oh, if um if you want a fancy drink but don't have money at Starbucks, ask for some slices of lemon and then a cup for water and then go squeeze lemon water go squeeze lemon into your water and then steal some sugar packets. Voila, free lemonade. And I was like, I was like, I'm not going to say that on TV. First of all, that sounds like shitty sugar water. No one's going to do that and be like, come on. You're asking people to act like fucking dumpster hobos. (laughs) When life gives you free lemons at Starbucks, go make your free lemonade, you piece of shit. Oh, I think it was on Thrillist today, and I was so excited because they have this unofficial list of every state's most well-known and favorite bar snack. And so I looked up everyone's home state, and I want to see if you guys know what the bar snack that's most representative of your region. Maybe not not your city, but your state. Andrea, I think you know. A bar snack? Say your state first. Okay, Nebraska. Andrea, Nebraska's, you're from Nebraska. I'm, I'm Nebraska. And we'll call it like it, like it would be on an appetizer menu at any bar. I'm going like, is it like fried pickles? Uh, fried, what do you? Um, what's like, what's something you talk about from Nebraska that all of us have never eaten before? Corn. Nebrunzas? Yes. Brunzas are not a bar <laughs> snack, first of all. No? Okay. Uh, Runzas are, if you guys don't know this, there's a lot of Czech influence in Nebraska. Mm. So Runzas are like, if you haven't had mine, they're delightful. Um, it's a yeasted dough pocket stuffed with a ground beef sauteed cabbage and onions with like lovely seasoning, sometimes cheese, sometimes without cheese. There's like, it's like an allspice flavoring. And they're like fucking an empanada? kind of like an empanada. You know, every but culture like has Western. a version of this, Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> The style here in the Spain has the empanadas. Some people have pierogies. Ravioli is another one. Uh, you, you got Ronzo's in Nebraska. <laughs> it's a fast food chain. Um, and then I, I believe it's, yeah. It's, but as a bar snack is odd. I don't know. Okay, well, that's why I wanted to debunk this and see if anyone agreed. Oh, it's been it's debunked. Been all right, all right. Kyle from Florida. But we'll say this bar snack is a little exotic. and Meth! Maybe found more in the in the keys. I know. I was like, what can you cook behind a bar? Um, well, buffalo oh, bar, food, for, bar food. Oh, Let's look, call it I like. I mean, it's fried calamari, isn't it? Close. Oh, oysters? I have a guess. Cl- yeah. Count conch. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh fried conch. Fried conch, which. Conch. I have the conch. Um, Interesting. I'll tell you what. Those guys are so pretty on the in outside, but not so pretty on the inside. No, they're like right? long black like worms. I don't want to peachy. Eat it. I thought they were like pinky, fleshy, peachy. Yeah, chewy. I mean, chewy I'm pretty. Sh- I, you know what? I don't know. I'm. I. I just spoke without knowing. Island food. <laughs> but you were very close. Island food. I think. You yeah. Know, it's man. Like, uh, Island okay. food, man. Now, Jocelyn. I got uh, this. Okay. I know, but I know. It was real Wait, what's, what's your Illinois? Illinois. Illinois. Okay, but real, really, <laughs> just, just think. No cooking involved. Literally, think of a bar snack. That's supposedly the staple of Illinois. Oh, I was going to say a large deep dish pepperoni as a joke. Uh, pretzels or peanuts? Or. Chex Mix. Or. Sitting up straight in your chair. Pup- puppy or, chow? Or. Popcorn. 
Oh, pop. Get to cook that. Uh, you do, do have to cook it. Whatever Where you can open. Where did you get this from? You can open a fucking bag and pour it out into oh, a bowl. I that kind of. It was still cooked, technically. I'm just gonna it was say. cooked at some point. Sorry. I'm, oh, I'm going to go with deep dish. Yeah, I was just like, bar popcorn? It is, is funny. The Illinois, I was like, that's any bar snack. <laughs> Anybody I meet, they're like, oh, you're from Chicago. You like deep dish? Like, so, absolutely not. It's thank definitely you. not Chicagans. I'm going to hold Chicagans? on to Chicagans? Chicagans? No. Yeah. It might have been back Chicago-ins? before we moited. Like Chicagoans, 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 Chicagoans. Well, I will seem to be struggling with this. <laughs> with this Chicago, and then in you're Florida. There's Floridians, Chicagoans, which I there think is nice. It rolls off the Floridians, tongue. Floridians, Floridians, right? Floridians, but with Midwest, you just gotta go flat. You know, Michigander, yeah. Michigander, Chicagoan. Oh, it's Michigander. Yeah, it's a Michigander. I like that. Why don't you take a Michigander around this store <laughs> and let us know what you like? Well, I'm guys, I know sure. you're dying to know what Michigan. Oh, sorry. Michigander. Oh, sorry. My hey. fault. So I said no. I'm a fucking terrible person. Brooke, tell us. I know. I did look at this list and I was like, this is crazy. Better made potato chips, which I'm not going to lie. Better made are the staple of Michigan potato chips in is a bag. brand? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've never had oh, them. Oh, my God. I love them. I never met her. Never matter. They're just a little greasier and more substantial than, say, like a Lay's potato chip. Mm. And they've been around forever. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Side Work. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey, I'm Jocelyn Hughes. Kyle June Williams. I'm Andrea Wallace. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look into something that you can't ignore as a server, which is eating habits and particularly douchey customers. And, you know, to be fair, people are allowed to ask for, like, something on the side. Like, what is your classic sort of unoffensive Salad dressing. Salad dressing on the side. Mayo on the side. Yep. It's all offensive to me. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, yes, I know. You did say water, no ice. I can be that person every once in a while. I, it, that's like more of a personal thing because I love ice and it's, I just don't understand why you don't want it. Like, I'm like, don't, what, uh, it's better okay ice is magic i will never ask a bartender for water no ice because the whole point is they can just scoop ice all the way up to the top and then squirt it for one second when they have the gun that just does the drizzle and you've got a whole pint glass and you're like thank you no dollars for you (laughs) thank you for the water no ice (laughs) well i've only been drinking water at bars if it's not water water it's soda water yeah I tip because I feel. Of course yeah. you do. Oh, I oh I'm saying shame for not drinking. Oh, I'm just imagining like an extra step of like here, make me a non-alcoholic and make and I have some I have some mods, I have some modifications. Can I just get a bowl of lemons? Right, there's always the oh, people yeah, who always. need the fresh lemons and limes, and then they will not eat their food until they get said lemon and lime, which is like the bane, because you're like fuck. All right, hold on, let me. You know, it's like it's just not part of the running the food experience usually. That can gotta, fuck you up. Then you gotta cut the lemons because there's never well, any lemons ready. Or the bartenders won't give them to you. Nope, they won't give you their lemons because they're for the bar. So I feel like, and I don't know if or do you guys have special ways that you're have you have you been in multiple places where there are certain ways that people have to cut lemons? And yes, lemons? yes, hundred percent. Protein call like very different from one place to another, and they get very tense about it. Oh sure. Well, some people it's like. I mean, whoever's doing the wheel is like to me fine dining and it goes in a glass of water because it's like, who's doing the thin wheel anymore? That doesn't make sense unless you're garnishing something. Yeah. But don't get mad if, if like 
you would you'd make them too fat. Like, yeah, driving our costs up. Yep, you're wasting uh, or, but the then too small is like a real pain in the ass. Exactly, like, but it's sad when people ask for lemon, then don't use it or don't squeeze in their glass. They just want to like have it on the edge of their glass. That's yeah. like the weirdest thing. That's interesting to me. Yeah, lemon or lime is just hanging out just, and they don't squeeze it. Just <gasps> all those fresh limes out into the so snow. Much wasted potential. I worked at a place that had like the big industrial like lemon slicer, the big metal guy that yeah. cut everything into like like eight and you just like kachunk. Yeah, and, like into Ooh. a big bin. Oh, that is so sexy to me because I have cut my hands so many times cutting lemons and, and the it's acid just, goes yeah, right, right in. in there. It's literally like, fuck you, fuck you. Like, it's just, it's it's a one-two punch. That's like a, a fruit knife behind a bar is very specific. Yeah. yeah. And they get mad if it goes missing. They're yep. like back in the dish pit, you know, every day when the, when the shit starts like, white I need handle my knife. bar knife. I need my knife. <laughs> somebody did somebody borrow my knife and not return it <laughs> that's interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the bathroom and maybe my knife will be there when i get back <laughs> all right just whoever did it no questions asked it just better be back on this bar in five minutes these lemons aren't gonna cut themselves i get dyslexic cutting lemons sometimes too where i turn them the wrong way and do it oh, and then yes. i'm just like these are yes. so dumb looking. And then, you know, you try and salvage the lemon. And then that's when you end up with like a fucking octagon shape. Um, When I worked at the quarter deck in mm. Florida over a summer, we had a lot of wing specifications that came into play because mm. we did a couple different versions of like wings of like buffalo sauce and everything like that. And this one woman would come in and every single time ask for no skins on her buffalo wings. And I think she oh, meant no on. bones, but she didn't understand it. And so I'd have to explain that there's skin on buffalo wings. And one time she made me bring out the raw buffalo wings for her to see what they look like before. It was it was a very – and she'd never order them. She'd never order them. But every like, single just, time. Just show them to me. Yeah. Just show me them. But well, why do you like your weird fetish? Bones because there's also there's boneless, boneless, buffalo there's wings. boneless, but I don't skinless is not a skinless. Not a version. No, that's, that's just to, I was like, do you not want fried the breading? Is there you breading? Say calories on your fried chicken? It was very right. strange. It was very very strange, and she was very. We had these um, uh, tables outside that they're like swinging hammock sort of tables. You know what I mean? Oh, Have you ever seen them? Sure. They're all over Florida, mm -hmm. and she, it was like she had to have a specific swinging table that was like swinging right into the parking lot. I have no <laughs> idea why she wanted that table specifically. And she made you show her raw chicken. Well, and she would always be like, give me that chicken, give me that, like to swing her. It was very violent. Uh, I felt wow. very, yeah, in my in, like tiny little baby khaki shorts that I had to wear. Like, oh, God. Oh, hearing the word baby khaki shorts is giving me weird, bad feelings. Because I remember I at one job. Can you not check? It's like, what's really making me that's creeped out? Brian, <laughs> tonight when you're in bed with Andrea, just lean over and go, can you not check? Oh, he kind of did it. Today he goes, she's like, hey, uh, they finally took a picture of a black hole. And I was like, my, he's going to show me a picture of a butthole. I know it. But it was actually like a real black hole. They took a photo of not a butthole. You're. The Event Horizon. That's what it's called, an Event Horizon, which I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's I know, yeah. phenomenal. I've heard of the movie and the phenomenon. Oh, you have to watch the movie. I was going to do a line from it, but nobody will know. And it, okay. it, it's scary, right? It's very That's scary. That's the one that, yeah, that one. It's I, a scary sci-fi, which is right up my alley. Ooh. Hell yeah. Ooh.
any of you guys ever weird or difficult with a specific item when you go out somewhere? I don't like blue cheese. I don't, I don't like either, blue cheese. Sister. It's I I've tried. I there is this burger at the <laughs> Spotted Pig. They have the best burger. I mean, I don't even eat meat anymore, but I would order it with the Rockfort, which is like a you know, baby blue. Yeah. It's like not full blue, but it's on there. And I Every single, I mean, I would make myself eat it because I had ordered it, but one time I had to send it back because they put so much on it. That's that's also a violation. Too much blue cheese, raw blue cheese. It's my fault. I shouldn't have ordered it. I should have ordered something else. God, you know, you are allowed to stand up for yourself sometimes, right? I know. I can be picky about a mealy tomato. (laughs) <laughs> like at the restaurant? Yeah, like and if I get like a burger, I'll just be like, I, I, ah. I, I, yeah, or, but like typically I'm fine. Usually I'm like, if I'm like, I want something on the side, that's like the most I am is like dressing on the side. Yeah. Or light onion on a salad. Light onion. Because sometimes Fair. they'll put like a fucking half a pound of red onions on a salad. That's too much for me. It's too much red onion. You guys have been out with me certainly to bars and to drink and you know that I have a real tough time ordering a margarita. Oh, yeah, you have a real... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, sure I really struggle with it. I think I finally... I think everyone is sort of synced up to now just be like, I think this bitch is, is asking for a skinny margarita, which to me is what a margarita is supposed to taste like. <laughs> but then I get like tongue-tied and I talk myself into a corner and like it's a real fucking thing. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I know you've seen it happen. Dude, because what happens is... And then also, and like I get kind of crazy too, where I'm like, don't serve me that shit in a pint glass. A margarita in a pint glass is a fucking crime. It's too much everything. The proportions are all wrong. I get like a little nuts. And so then I am like a, I'm embarrassed, but I am a notorious margarita sender backer. And um, because, you know, I go, is it fresh juice? They go, yeah. And then they send it back with a fucking sour mix. And you're like, yeah. I can't fucking drink this, dude. This is so gross. And then I'm a bit of a bitch with coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. I mean, the thing is, you you get to have like a you get to be like a coffee snob because it's accepted now. It, it's great, and I think it's it's backed off big time. Where it's just like, listen, if this place doesn't you know look like it has the the kind of hipster offerings, then I'm not gonna expect much. You know, maybe I'll just stick to a cup of drip or whatever. But I remember being in a place. And in my mind, thought I was being very friendly, that I politely suggested how to correctly make uh, an iced latte or an iced Americano. But they would do this shit and it would drive me crazy. Is so, and guys, I mean, we can listen to me, we can learn something. This is how to make a proper iced coffee, right? You pull your two shots, right? You don't just pour it over a cup of ice, you immediately melt and dilute the ice. And now you've got a very tampered with amount of caffeine and then they dump more water in it and more ice it fucking sucks you got to bring the temp down you got to have already have some cold water in there pour the espresso in it now you've got a really nice temperature beverage that maintains the integrity of ice cubes ice, mm. ice on top thank you exactly the way they do it at starbies <laughs> i never more in my life have i have i like when i get a good cup of coffee and i take a sip of it do i go oh yeah that's Oh, yeah, that's good. Like, I'm very vocal about my coffee drinking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This guy made me a latte the other day. I like my lattes with coconut milk. Yeah. And then he put a shot of mocha in there. I'm not a chocolate person. It was delicious. It was a meal. It was delicious. Mm -hmm. I 
East I went back person. in and said thank you. I, I walked down <laughs> half a block. I walked back and I went in and I go, you know what, Thanks Andy? Thanks for this thing I didn't ask for. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. He he suggested it. Got to it, me. got it, got it. Oh, God. There were Good two old Andy. very cute baristas who look like brothers down in Long Beach when I was there last Friday. Fuck them both. What? Did you do them both? I did them both. Did you double team them? I double teamed them. You Eiffel I was, Tower? I was. <laughs> you get that double shot? Man? Yeah, double oh, shot. Shit. Boom, boom. Get One it, on it. each cheek, baby. She fucked two baristas. Extra from, well, that that's actually, I mean, that's not an untrue statement, just in general, but not Ex- those extra two. Extra foam is an untrue statement? <laughs> no, I fucked two baristas. Oh. Um, whatever. My brother listens to this. Hi, Brad. He learns so much about me. Brian, people, humans have needs. They have needs. They have needs. Um. What I was going to say, okay, so I feel like that's like the polite world of, listen, you know, some people are particular, there's always going to be dressing on the side sort of shit, that's fine, I think that's a normal, small annoyance of the job that can trip you up as a surfer, what I want to move into, and let me start by saying, we do respect actual deadly food allergies, if you have shellfish, peanut allergy, you know, if, if um, milk ruins your day if there's like people who can't have like um pine nuts certain er- like we get it we're not making fun of you yeah, and also if you like choose not to eat meat also well right because that. sometimes vegetarians and vegans at most restaurants get fully lumped into the um sort of like get the fuck out of here crew Listen, we respect vegetarians and vegans as well yeah but one. you are of course and i've i've That's eaten one I've eaten vegetarian and vegan many times uh, in my life. It's delicious. I think what's funny, though, to start this off is when you're working at, let's say, a place called Memphis Smoke and Royal Oak, which is all like baby back ribs and brisket. You get all the sides. Yeah. They're all made with animal They're fat. They're all made with animal oh, fat. And I'm just saying that I have or I've been tasked with people who come to like a very, very, very meat heavy restaurant that I've worked at and then full on are like, I'm paleo and vegan and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I think it's always good to maybe call ahead and ask if there are some vegan offerings because the pout fest that happens when you go down and you say, oh, well, you could do the spinach salad minus this. And you could do these. And then they go, so what? I'm just going to have vegetables for dinner? And it'd be like, well, we don't. You're a vegetarian. You're, I mean, I'm so, like everything yeah. else is made for people who eat meat and like rich foods. So that can be like when customers get we real would, shitty when they don't look out for their own specific dietary needs and show up to a place. Well, it's also like who's bringing you to these places and why are you agreeing to go? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it happens. Like sometimes you end up at a restaurant that doesn't say meat in the name and you don't look it up before. And then all of, of course, sudden of it's course. like meat heavy. But I do have to say, it's, I have noticed that some restaurants do this and I think it's a really good idea is they take the, me- like we did this at a restaurant that I worked at, but you just cross off everything that you can't have. Uh-huh. And then that's the menu you get. So it's like, it's oh, limited options, I've but seen at least that. you know what that's you're working That's smart with. and very helpful. And it feels personalized. Yeah. We know people who like celiac will shut them down. Like they'll be out of commission yeah. for like a day or two. I know people who like they have it and they're like, good night for three hours. Like they can't keep their eyes open it just it wreaks havoc on their fucking nervous that's all fine and well those people you've got an uphill battle um in your life to monitor you know definitely let people know like i have celiacs and to know that every time you're at a restaurant it's a real gamble you know and you're going to need to play it safe if they don't know you and if it doesn't seem but i'm moving into the category of now what we all have to deal with which is gluten-free 
which is it's based, not celiac. It's correct? not celiac it's at all. Lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Got it. And everyone is in the restaurants. I mean, you know this. It's like so there was an article saying that um food allergies and gluten-free is basically the new version of an eating disorder. And you can see it very much in the restaurants when everyone's like, I'm allergic to wheat, meaning like I want you to make everything super carb free for me because, you know. Well, it doesn't mean carb free. It means. Well, that's what the that's what these women mean. A lot of these women mean not just gluten, but they're fucking carb freaked out, period, too. Men and women. It's such a fuck. I mean, are you kidding me? I worked at like the most particular place in the world and people won't get it straight where you're like, OK, but there's the, the order one thing and be like, I'm allergic to wheat and bread. Take the bun off and they'll order something else. You're like, that's wheat. And they're like, that's fine. And, and the I think the thing that people don't understand is that allergy is a trigger word for a, a lot of for a restaurant. Because yeah, it puts a whole are, kitchen on alert. Yeah. I mean, uh, when somebody has a peanut allergy, which is. A lot of people do. You have to, you know, that's got to go on the ticket. Then you have to go and talk to the chef. Then the chef has to say, we can't, you know, we can't confirm cross-contamination uh, cross mm-hmm. because there's a whole line. And that that it's like a very serious thing that you have to, we had, I mean, I was around somebody who he tried a um, cookie and he assumed it had no peanut in it and it did. And like, we had to like EpiPen him yeah. and like then rush him to the hospital. Yeah. Like, and to use point. and to use that as like I'm allergic to bread, right? And le- just say like I don't. I would really not prefer yeah. to have bread. Right. I have a selective intolerance. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, I have a selective based on my goal weight and based on order you something know. else. Exactly, but people don't want to do that. It's a very LA shishi. Very convenient for me, right? And now you've got like anti-inflammatory diet. You've got a keto diet out there. There's right. There's many, I do love many... it though when chefs say like that's not what the dish is in. in intended to do then so I won't change it because you change the taste of the dish yeah um I think I think that's a really good way for restaurants to avoid that but again and we talked about this like if there is a disclaimer at a fancy restaurant that's like if you have allergies please call ahead and chef will cater to you Mm -hmm. that's that's what they do at animal I I think what I'm getting down to though is there is a scourge of people who are like no I want to get what I want and I want to alter the menu the way I want to so I see food allergy yeah and that's what's really fucking because then it's like you've got the kitchen kind of like you're saying like freaking out like huh like how are they eating this but you know not that and then it it almost waters down the seriousness of someone with like a true life-threatening allergy so this is like another level of entitlement so and this is like another huge scourge of if where it's gotten really popular around diners and idiots to just use the word allergy for everything and you can tell when somebody actually has a real allergy like we had this lady come in and she was allergic to pepper and yeah that's a, that's a tough one that's a really tough one you know what i mean she was like i I hope that there is something that we can do without pepper, but I'm very allergic to it. And you know what I mean? It's it's, so scary. And because those people have such a limited dining experience, I think then chefs hopefully will rise to the occasion to try and take care of somebody who maybe doesn't get to go out to eat all the time. But But other people who are like, I don't want bread, I'm allergic to it. They ruin it for those people. Adding to that, I found on Reddit that this Christy here has fashioned herself her own business card that she takes 
takes to restaurants. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it says her food allergies on it. So don't use onions, garlic, scallions, shallots, chives, leeks, bell peppers, radishes, spicy peppers, and she's gluten free. Yeah. So yeah, I've she's had not allowed like to have any but that's of that. Really but this good. is a, a card that she hands her. She's a card carrying. Can directly take that to the chef. You know what I mean? I, I I think that as that that's somebody who's like taking care of their shit. Yeah. And being conscientious of the fact that there's a, multiple people who now have to take care of her meal. Right. And you really she, doesn't die. And you right. You really disrupt the flow of the line in the kitchen when you're just like, OK, we need like the basket that we drop in the oil that didn't, you know, like shellfish can be a really tough one, too. But I'm just saying, like, it's again, it's like I think the same people who leave nasty Yelp reviews are the same people who claim that something they just don't like because they're a fucking baby yeah, as an allergy. It does have like a boy who cried wolf kind of, of course. connotation where it's like That's right. it's definitely does a have man. a serious issue. A boy. And then they're like, oh, yeah, right. I roll sure you're fucking allergic and then they really are you know? yeah you're playing telephone between the table and the kitchen you know and by the time it gets to the kitchen they're like not having it <laughs> i didn't even realize this I, that, like if you're dating someone who has a severe allergy like and like if i ate peanuts and then fucking stuck my tongue in kyle's mouth because i love her she, and she was allergic like she could she could, could be a real problem oh what Wow. Because it's it because the, the allergies in in my mouth. I didn't even realize that. Weird. The, resi the residual too because I mean that's why uh if there's a peanut allergy kid at school like kids can't bring peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, it can be on there's whole floors that can't it's, have it. It's can be airborne for that I know. You know peanut right. specific, but I mean it's shellfish. Yeah. It's like any I mean obviously anything you eat that can be like passed back and forth. So, babe, if we ever get out and get that shellfish, if I make you sit in front of me while I eat a shellfish tower, then try and kiss you. My bad. If you're allergic. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Reddit, somebody posted that someone orders the salmon dish that is a breadcrumb bread crumb topping. I'm extremely allergic to gluten, so can you hold the breadcrumbs and tell the kitchen that? So then the food gets there. She orders a Miller Lite. Uh, Come on. He said that's got a ton of gluten in it. She said, just give me the Miller Lite. Um, you know, it's not a fad is what this person says. And they're right. It's like, you know, sometimes they have to scrub down the line. It's like all this extra work yeah. for the kitchen and for like the dishwasher. Contamination. And, this, and this girl's going like um, 40 calories worth of breadcrumbs are going to put me over, but not this fucking Miller Lite. And it's like it's people doing like crazy eating disorder shit. Yeah. And also, why don't you just say, I don't want it? Just right. say, just leave it off. Like, well, why does it have to be? Yeah, just like, I don't know. Well, because I think they're afraid that they won't do the mod then if they don't act like it's a dead, liver, you know, okay. life or death situation. This person wrote up, Pam Zort worked for a chef who would change the cooking water for the gluten-free pasta if they were allergic. But before he went through the trouble on a busy night, he would ask the service in his thick Italian accent, are they really allergic or are they just Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. yeah. See that? Yeah. But yeah, these cards, I've never been handed a card, but no. apparently they're a whole thing. I've only been handed a card by like I a, a deaf person. <laughs> I think it's, you know, and again, kitchens do their best, but um, it's just a gamble every time, you know, you go out to do this. But I, dude, I'm telling you, the people who write, where you're just like, oh, so so what is this really? Like, you're not fooling me, honey, you know, but you can't say anything otherwise you're, you're then you're rude. And then, of course, if someone's like, but you can drink a Miller Lite like that is 
that is literally like a nail in the coffin for gluten and celiac sufferers. You yeah. don't you don't drink beer. No. It's literally just like hops and barley <laughs> and everything that cripples your intestines and gives you fucking intestinal cancer if you truly suffer from this. So yeah, I mean, like, I think there's a discomfort from gluten for some people. Then there's a diet for gluten for some people. And then there's celiac. And they're not the same. They're, they're nowhere near the same. categories. And if people are like, listen, I want to I wanna go low carb, totally fine. Great. But, you know, saying it's an allergy is a fucking, that is a major offense. It's mm-hmm. so nuts to me. It is. Oh, I can't deal. And so I feel like that now we're facing this real backlash where I feel like you walk into restaurants and either on the wall or very plainly printed on a menu is like no substitutions. No modifications. No modifications, no substitutions. If this ain't your jam, too bad. Bye. Bye. Which I fucking like. I've probably brought it up before, but Father's Office is a a chain of a few restaurants here that have burgers and fries. Fucking good. No ketchup. And fuck you if you try to get it. They're like, we just don't have it. You can't get it. That's Sorry. Not I have a Brian's thumbs up right now. It's he, such a he good hates burger. Ketchup. Oh, like, but yeah, I'm fine. It's, that's why they make it that way. Right. Yeah. So it's what the it. chef intends. So. Yeah. It's just like, if you meat. want it your way, go to fucking Burger King. Listen, I, if there's any takeaways just as a customer, it's totally okay to say, I don't like something and there's a really good chance it's going to be respected. I don't know where customers have gotten to a place where they're afraid saying they don't care for something isn't enough to be respected. So, but you just don't want to be pretending you have a food allergy. Yeah, like, just be like, you know, bullshit. I'm not allergic or anything, but I really, I just don't, I prefer not to have it on there. Exactly. And then usually they can work with you. They can, you know what I mean? Like, well, try this. This is a better option then for you. Yeah. Or maybe I can talk to the chef or blah, 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 blah. It's a, it's like a, we need to learn how to communicate better. We do. Absolutely. Or you know, just As go go open up your own goddamn restaurant. No. I'm Called I Picky Bitch. Picky Baby Bitch. Picky Baby Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking learn how to eat. It's going to be the hottest restaurant in town. Picky Baby Bitch. I do want to welcome a very special guest, a good friend of ours and a great comedian who most importantly waited tables. Please welcome Julia Rossi. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hey. <laughs> We're all coming off a hot Easter weekend. <laughs> yeah. And Passover and the full moon. Lots going on. So much happening. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Julie was in Vegas. I do love that you're talking about, you know, if it's too much, if it's TMI, but uh, hotel sex and just living like a slob in a hotel. Oh, I love best. it. No rules. No, no rules. Yeah. I watch garbage TV. Oh, the I just garbage. like, uh, and then just like throw, throwing of the towels on the ground. <laughs> and I don't get the room cleaned until like, I don't, I don't ever, usually. Yeah. Either. I just don't want them. I'm like, there's no point. I don't need fresh towels, but just the like disposing, like get this towel out of my face. So decadent. Yeah. It is very. I don't have cool. to wash it. Yeah. Now, are you the kind of person that, like, when you walk into a hotel room, it's pretty much, like, trash and your shit's everywhere within, like, a good hour of being mm-hmm. in it? Or you try and keep it tidy? I still keep it tidy. Like, I will, for the first outfit or whatever, like, dump out my suitcase and then be like, yeah, and then immediately two minutes later be like, oh, God, and then, like, <laughs> organize it. But will my fiancé <laughs> fold it all this stuff and put it in the drawer? I'm like, we're here for two days. <laughs> Also, I love that you say Will and then you say my fiance. Because this is new. It's great. I haven't (laughs) heard you refer to him yet as the the fiance. I mean, I've never liked the word. Fiance is such a weird. I like 
boyfriend or husband. Like those feel, I, know. I don't know. Fiance's just like. I didn't like it either. I would call Brian my soon to be. Yeah, whatever. Oh, he's will. Yeah. He's a dude. You know. I called my ex fiance <laughs> too. Now he's just uh, the lump that sleeps. Well, also next because to me. I've been married before too. That also feels weird. <laughs> Uh, I guess, yeah. Well, I think what's kind of unique about Julia and I specifically, aside from being divorcees, um, <laughs> is running away from our husbands kind of landed us in very necessary waitressing jobs. Yes, that is true. I absolutely had to wait tables truly uh, like it was a real job instead of like a thing I dabbled in here and there. Like I went full waitress once well, I was on my own. And we got close were we waitressing together i think there was small crossover there was small crossover when we were at trout which is the fabled bar that brandy and i and jocelyn and yeah did you work there no i just went there a lot yeah and drank a lot yep the mythology because we were all so drunk and don't remember like you could have worked there but we were so (laughs) drunk like you may not have remembered getting a job you know no one would have noticed or cared um at that spot so either way but i was um, so drunk and in another headspace at that time that brooke and i were like becoming friends and then i was like hey do you want to like i don't know come to my wedding next month uh, ever like i was just like loosely inviting people toward the end because i was like you kept basically calling it like it's just gonna be like i'm having a party in boston yeah. like you were not admitting that you were about to get married yeah i was and uh, I was very drunk and very chubby. I remember one time we, I, <laughs> you're losing I privileges. We were like the Lower East Side, and your fiance came in, and I was like, "Oh, this is the guy!" Like it just like <laughs> didn't feel like you. So yeah, but this when we were all working in Brooklyn, um, this was not your first. Was this when you started with the waitressing jobs? Oh no, my first. Well, like I worked in like counter service at like a bakery and then I worked mm-hmm. at Brugger's as you know that's another thing that's my that's Brugger's friend Brooke okay and I having comic both worked at Brugger's uh in Belmont Massachusetts I worked there and then my first like serving job oh man I think it was California Pizza Kitchen my sophomore year of college yes that's what it was CPK CPK in Harvard Square that was my first waitressing job but then my second waitressing job was I lived at the Jersey Shore, and Whoa. my friend Heather's mom. My friend Heather's mom bought a be- bought a beach house, like on the beach. I thought you were gonna say bought a bing. Bought a bought a bing. bing. Bada bing. Bada bing. Uh, you know, bought a bing. We're in Jersey. <laughs> anyway, she bought a beach house, and then let me, Heather, and another friend Jen live there rent free all summer. Oh. And I mean, what we were, like, I didn't even have an ID. Like, it was like it was a bad idea on her half, but so kind and generous. And the three of us got jobs at this place called sharks which was like a seafood <laughs> restaurant and i was a sociology i was a theater and sociology major and so i was like hardcore into uh you know women's rights and this was before the internet so i had like no one to hashtag back me up on anything so we go for training and the guys get like normal sized shirts mm. and we get these crop tops and you know i didn't feel like showing off my waist uh i was in college i hated my body and um, right. <laughs> i was like and i complained about it and then shortly after my first uh, i think i was like there for two weeks i was fired because i made toast too slow at breakfast 
okay. And the guy who shacks. Yeah. Makes hot quickly. And but also the owner would like take girls on motorcycle rides. And I think I also I went on a mo- I, I went on the motorcycle with him, but then afterwards was like, that was kind of weird. So like I was definitely, you know, causing a ruckus as far oh, as yeah. my female rights went. So uh he blamed it on toast and gave me a speech about work ethic <laughs> and like all this stuff. He's like, here it shocks, all right? Yeah. The t-shirts come up just below the nips. Just below the nips. And toast yeah. comes out fast, I okay? And my friend Jen was like, don't cry when he fires you. And I was like, okay. And like my bottom lip started quivering. I mean, <laughs> even though I, I started sobbing hysterically because I'd never been fired before. And wow. also because you knew it was for a... Because you spoke up about what was fucked up about, you know. And also, maybe I did make toast slow, but like, there was <laughs> no, 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 no. There were so many. It was a, it was. A, well, anyways, the restaurant closed two weeks later. Oh wow! After I got fired, so then I worked at a coffee shop, uh, and that was it. And the guy who owned the coffee shop was a raging alcoholic, and every time he'd come in, he'd be like, "Did you drink my vodka out of the freezer?" And I was like, "It's 10 a.m." It's like you did. <laughs> And he would come. You just don't remember, yeah, dude. Yeah, he wouldn't remember. So all I did was still um, borrow, uh, like, food supplies. I would just take, like, packages of wraps and, like, jars of peanut butter. And, <laughs> yeah. You got to stay alive on the shore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, you know, it's it's a tough life on the shore. Yeah. Um, I am just obsessed with the idea of living. I don't think I could have done it. Like, I was a fragile, like, everything that is so, like, machismo and... Oh, well, this I part just... of the shore, it's called Seattle City, and it's like a, it's not as MTV Jersey Shore. Right. It's a little bit more like fratty, collegey area, which I mean, I still didn't completely feel like I fit in. But you know, when you're drunk and you're don't know who you are at 20, you can fit of in course. anywhere. Of course, you sure can. Yeah, turn yourself Except into a pretzel, a crop top. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> I like to imagine too that he's like, you don't want to wear a crop top. Fine. Here's a men's XXL. Yeah. Enjoy your nightgown, idiot. You yeah, know? and I like, would have. I mean, I just was like, I all I did was ask the and you know, uh, women's baby doll tees back then. You mm-hmm. know, like the one that like they're really stiff. Yeah, yes. so it's not even like there was any like loose stretchness to it. It was just wearing like a cardboard box over my nipples. Like, it was just <laughs> so unflattering, and I was so mad. And I really wish I could have gone on Twitter and had some people burn that place to the ground. But it closed. You know. It, it burned, burned itself. That burned itself. Hello. So I did. It's before because I did give the one of the chefs a blowjob in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at at our at the house party, we threw at Heather's mom's house where the place got destroyed and all my CDs got stolen. I feel like one of these stories is something that went into one of your strip stories. Oh. Maybe not this guy. This oh, guy the, the guy with the ghost dick. Something like that. <gasps> yeah, What's a ghost dick. I I so. I had, this is like, well, okay. I was living at the Jersey Shore and I had, at the time, had only had sex with my college boyfriend who later became my husband, who's now my (laughs) ex-husband. Life is so funny. (laughs) uh, So we broke up briefly when I went to the shore because I was like, I need to find myself. (laughs) And the shore is a great place to do it. And so the first person and only person I had sex with was this guy who, um, his name was Spez. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, why is your name Spaz? He's like, because I'm crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're damaged. No, and no. Yeah, oh, literally no. couldn't be more wet as soon as he told me he had problems. And I was like, I can take care of that. And then we hooked up one night and I gave him, I was very, very drunk. And I remember he put, he was very sweet. He put my contacts in like shot glasses. Remember like in oh. college when guys would do that. 
and I chivalry. Yeah, and I gave him a blowjob, and I remember blowing something. Like there was something there, right? And then a week, and then like he ignored me all week because that's you know what happens sometimes. And um, because this girl he liked was in town, and then the second she left, he started paying attention to me again, and I was like, I'm fine. I'll be your second choice. Yeah. Um, it's so weird because I complained about the t-shirts, but yet I let people use my mouth as a dumpster. Um. (laughs) like like what like i mean my brain wasn't fully developed obviously um so you're like 30 yeah i mean if that and yeah and anywho so (laughs) we go to his house in the middle of the day um and we're gonna have sex and he's like we're under a blanket so i didn't really like see the equipment come out and i'm not doing like a little dick joke because like whatever i've been with all sizes but this was I thought he was putting on a condom, but then he like rolled over and like was like, <sighs> and I was like, what just? He goes, oh, we did we? I was like, we. He's like, yeah. I fi-. And then I looked <gasps> down, and I mean, it was micro, beyond micro, where I didn't even know we had sex. So I literally just like rolled out of the bed because I was like, uh, and I was convinced that God was punishing me <laughs> for breaking up with my like nice boyfriend to have mm-hmm. sex with. Aww this Bad. person so of course i got back together with my boyfriend shortly after yeah, because i was he like had a, he had a like a normal sized dick probably but again like there's and you know you obviously that guy the thing is he can't help it like of course. i understand but like don't be such an asshole like if you're right like anyways so that was tra- a little traumatizing um i thought when you said ghost dick and you're about to tell the story it was going to be like a boys don't cry scenario or like the fake wiener, like comes no, no, no. Like then... there was one there before, I th- I think, and then there wasn't one anymore. <laughs> uh, and then I came home, and my friends were like, "Are you okay?" And like I just literally had like a white face, like I had just seen a ghost. <laughs> I and mean, I was just, it was spooky, and uh, it. Uh, I wish him well. Um... <laughs> Spaz. <laughs> R.I.P. Spaz. R.I.P. Spaz. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad using his real name, but it's obviously it's not. It's a nickname. Yeah. Man. Unfortunately, though, I guarantee if the, you know Spaz on the Jersey Shore, oh, yeah. like people know Spaz on the Shore. Oh, you mean with the ghost stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think he was also friends with the chef. It was a very small town. <laughs> <laughs> oh my everybody god everybody knows everybody at the shore <laughs> yeah they do i made up with a guy named clammy oh, i hooked no. up with a guy named snake i'm not these are all real names no <laughs> real to them yeah, yeah real to them one of one of the best summers of my life <laughs> and there we go <laughs> he just tricked you into um, job stories yeah Blow job yeah, this whole ruse is a food, you know, like a well, food po- podcast. Know. And then, then we're like, blow so jobs. what about any yeah, recent blowjobs? Okay, we'll get like a little like, slob and knob with like a yeah. nice slobby knobby story. That's we right. do, we <laughs> enjoy. Knobby. So, okay, so fast forward to you in New York City, kind of half living there, half not. You're sort of, sort of getting married, sort of not. That's when we worked together. Right, that's when we worked together. Yes, and then, and then... After my, after I got married, so I was only married a year. And then when I got separated, I went back to the scene of the crime where you and I worked. Yes. I wasn't, I don't think I was working there anymore, but Brandy still was. Yes. Our friend Uh Brandy. And there was a waiter there who, you know, smiled at me once. And I was like, that'll do. And I, because I wanted to have, because I was just separated from my husband. Get it out of your system. Yeah. I just needed to burn sage. That's what I call it. And so (laughs) we went in the bathroom 
And I mean, it was, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just like, it was like surgical in my mind. And then all the bus boys, when we walked out, were like, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, oh, shit, this is so embarrassing. And it was my first time experiencing the whole thing where like, he then MySpace messaged me. That's how old it was. To be like, hey, that was, whoa, that was like crazy. Um, And then... I wasn't interested and then like, he continued yeah and then he continued to be but uh I'm so embarrassed to say what my move to get him to go in there with me was oh please if it's a trick that worked well it was just I've like tossed out some real player lines in my life that like I'm like all right uh he was telling me he was telling me a story he's like yeah I j-, he, he was like really weirded out he's like I just helped this girl move and then she had sex with me like as a thank you he's like and I don't know her that well but he's like I've never had sex with someone to uh help them move and I was like oh well have you ever had sex with two different people in one day and he was like no I'm like do you want to hey wow (laughs) my god why am I oversharing like that (laughs) because that was like the summer of debauchery it's restaurant life baby god yeah and truly i mean like that was such like a weird click of everyone was you know dating someone on the staff but seeing another person behind their back and you were like keeping secrets and oh god um i want to hear about you uh being a bartenderess and a cocktail waitress oh um well literally i think these are just more blowjob stories yeah they're all <laughs> well i wasn't, i didn't have any like i i did like one night of bartending at a bar and they were like, wait, you actually don't know what you're doing. I was like, no, I lied. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I did a uh, cater waitering bartending one time. This was also when I was going through my divorce and it was at this like, you know, loft swanky venue on like the West side of Manhattan. And I was miserable because it was at a wedding and it was like the first mm-hmm. wedding I'd been to after my marriage was falling apart. And this guy kept like flirting with me and I was like, and he like kept me like, come back to my hotel room with me. I was like, no, thanks. And then we get in the elevator and he's continuing. And then this other woman in the elevator goes like, Jeffrey, that's enough. And he was like, mom. <gasps> and I was like, what? He was trying to, was trying to get me to go to his hotel room. And his mom is standing there just listening the whole also, time. Also, he may have been sharing he a hotel was. room with. It was so, she was like, that is enough. Like. And he was like 30. Like it wasn't even like he was a kid. I was just like, that probably happens all the time. Yeah. The whole game they play. Yeah. It was so weird. But then after that, I got uh, a job as a cocktail waitress at a bar called Down the Hatch, which is, do you know Down the Hatch? No. It was, it's, it was um, West 8th like between 6th Avenue and 7th Avenue. I just like how it could be like a blowjob. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) God. There was just a time where I was like really scared to get pregnant. And now I'm like, will I ever? Um, But I, (laughs) no, um, it was was like a total college-y. Have you ever been there down the hatch? I know of it. Okay. So I worked there. I was a cocktail waitress on Dollar Draft Nights. 
And some people gave a 20% tip on a dollar and I would often throw coins in their face. And I was told I wasn't allowed to do that because it was violent. And I was like, but the only way that I could work there was to be hammered. Like, I don't drink like this at all anymore, but like I couldn't exist there without being of course. hammered. So well, I would, you also have to match the energy. It's yeah. dollar draft. So I was so, and like, this is when Brooke and I were like super close and we our most violent. And, um, and I was just drunk and violent. But there was always this one guy who was the saving grace that would come in with his whole team from work and like get rounds of drinks but leave like a $200 tip so that was like my only good lord I know and one time he didn't come in and I was like no um so I worked there and that was probably my longest waitressing job but I think it was only like six months like I didn't that's that's a long time to serve people dollar drafts yeah I've done the dollar draft game and it's a nightmare yeah yeah that's 26 weeks <laughs> of dollar draft <laughs> i mean, like once in a while they'd give me like a saturday afternoon but i mean i just would drink so much and yes i did hook up with someone from the bar because what i mean when in rome yeah he was uh he was a tattoo artist that worked at the tattoo shop across the street and he was there every night drinking, crying into a whiskey. He was always sad about a girl. He was just oh. like a tortured artist. And, you know, one night I offered to, uh, you know, help him forget about the girl he was sad about. And then uh, he came to my apartment and accidentally kicked a lamp that had been a wedding gift uh, from a relative that I, that I, the <laughs> lamp was not on the registry. And I was, I talked about it a lot because uh, I'm Italian and I complain about everything. <laughs> and uh, and I was always mad because I was like, it's fine if you want to get us something at the registry, but not a lamp from TJ Maxx. Like, I was like, so. Lamp's an odd gift. It's an odd gift. It's yeah. an odd gift. And he, while we were having sex, he kicked it by accident and smashed it into pieces. And I was like, yeah, divorce. Like, I, was like, I just thought it was so cool. And then uh, that never happened again. He brought me flowers the next day, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was yeah. always, like, every, now, like, restaurant romance, hard air quotes on romance, it was always so unbalanced. It was either, like, they were trying to propose marriage or they, like, wouldn't look me in the eyes. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of off-kilter humans, uh, <laughs> yeah. not at, like not in their prime per se and I'm not I'm not trying to paint everyone with the brush like you know you get better and more jaded and over it as you get older and stay in the service industry but like not only were we young we were like a lot of us were personally hot messes yeah working in like working in areas that just encourage you to continue and so that's all you meet is like other like emotionally completely wild human beings oh yeah when I worked at a CPK, which was not a degenerate magnet, but it was, you know, it's well, still a staff restaurant. probably. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I guess I must have been 19 if I was a sophomore in college or whatever. And there was this guy that I worked with who was probably 25. And I was like, ooh, old man, you know, because like, I just didn't know that that would, I don't know. And we went and got, um, there's this place, there used to be this place, there's a place called the Hong Kong in Harvard Square, and they serve scorpion bowls. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the uh, the Harvard. It's called the Harvard. Uh, no, sorry, Harvard sorry. Square is the area. Harvard Square and, and the it, Hong Kong. The Hong Kong that was attached to the comedy, comedy studio. studio? Yeah, yep. but it's, okay. Yeah, that moved. But we went and got a scorpion bowl at like 6 p.m. after our shift. And he and I and I had a fake ID. Like he knew I was 19, all the stuff, which is still of age. And we got the scorpion bowl. We got hammered. 
And then we made out and then I went home. And then like when I say that he was weird to me, like, I, I mean, it was like he did that thing where he was like, you're crazy. You won't leave me alone. I'm like, I have a shift. Like it was like, <laughs> I was like, literally here like, at work, like putting on my apron and he was so weird to me. And then back like, off. I don't know why I did this, but for some reason I gave him a copy of the little prince. Because he had, like, said something about it. So, like, I went and bought him a book. Mm, whoopsies. I know. I do stuff like that. And then he took it. And then he called me, proceeded to call me crazy some more. Oh. But he took the book. Of course they do. They take the they gift. They take the they gift. They always take the gift. Doesn't sound like a prince to me. Yeah. Everything had to be going smoothly for me to be a good server so like on days that were like but you know actually okay hold on i'm gonna back up i was very good at communicating like i was Ah. always the one that would come and be like hey the kitchen's really backed up hey can i get you something out like i would always so i would say my biggest strength was like always recognizing the tables and if there was like a problem happening or like helping helping other people with their tables because i would be like well if i was the customer so that part i was good the part that I wasn't, it wasn't the customers that I was bad with. It was the other, like the hierarchy of the oh, staff. sure. So that's where a lot of my problems came in. Like someone's like, you didn't fold your napkins right. And I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Like that's where I was a bad server. <laughs> yeah. So it was with the authority. Like I walked out on a catering job when I was in high school. Oh, sure. My mom told me to. She's like, Julia, no. Yeah, she goes, nobody talked to you like that. And I, was like, I know. <laughs> Being and I micromanaged is bullshit. Yeah. And I just felt like that was... Um. Yeah, and that's what I mean is is because I'm just like you kind of just don't take shit from people, and I'm a little bit of like a shit eater. You know what I'm saying? Are you in the, those situations? Yeah, I think sure. I'm a shit eater with people I know and care about at mm-hmm. times, but with like strangers, which I considered all these bosses strangers. Down the hatch was actually the one where I most obeyed the authority because they were all really chill and drunk. So that was like very easy. Like I'd like spill trays of drinks and they'd be like, you know, like (laughs) it was just, you know, yeah. I thrived as a hostess. I can see that. Because it was like, you know, it's a lot of like leaning in at the counter, thrive. You kind of, I felt like I was a little bit of a boss because I was like, I'll give you table number seven, you know? So that, that was, that felt better to me than, than serving. Yeah, I know. And that that was the only reason I say that, just because I was like, I can't imagine you not losing your shit on Oh yeah, I lose my shit all the time. <laughs> Especially when you're like a host and you get a podium you could stand up on. Oh, leaning? Time to lean, time to clean. What's there to clean? A menu? Nothing. All you do is just always wipe that yeah. seating, the seating chart oh, yeah. with the rag over and, and I was over. always the hostess that would go and help the servers if I didn't have anything to do. Very nice. Because wow. I was like, cause it I cause I could be a better server in that environment. Because the I wasn't ultimately pressure was off. The pressure was off. Were you a good server? I think I like to think I was very I like efficiency. So I like to think I was really efficient. I mm-hmm. might not have like stuck around and been like, So where are you guys from? What are you gonna yeah. see while you're in <laughs> Chicago? Like I don't care about that. Yeah. But uh, efficiency wise, I got what you needed as fast as you could. You know. And yeah. I didn't rush anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say for the most part, I think I was pretty good. I like I like the challenge of being able to get things done. Yeah. Mm. And I'm the person too who am like, I loved um, perfect, like my side work was like perfect, you know, mm. for the most part. And it was really soothing to me. And mm. it was like a really great OCD activity. I mean, I, I would agree that like at the end of a killer shift, you're like, 
fuck, I just want to go home. And now I've got like 30 minutes of this shit. But then, you know, it's like sometimes you'd get upgraded to a restaurant that was like, you can sit and have your shift drink and roll the silverware mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I'd be like, yay, baby's happy. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, it would become like a reward because, you know, they'd give they'd give me my little cocktail. Is there any current trend or uh, just something about eating out these days that bugs you, that you love? Um, hmm, that bugs I was hard into the Brussels sprouts scene for a bit there. I was like, hell yeah. Like, look at all these restaurants sizzling up some sprouts. And now it's too much. Everyone needs Everyone to calm has. down. It's just Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It's, I would say, I guess, I don't know if this is really a trend, but I think my biggest complaint as far as, like, service, right? And I, and because I've been on both ends of mm-hmm. it, is, like, did not want to say dishonesty because I know people are just guesstimating it. But when someone's like, "Oh, your food should be like ten minutes," and then it's forty-five minutes later, and you're like, "But if I knew, then I could have pl- like planned." Like that happened right. to us at a restaurant the other day, and then they comped the whole meal, and we were like, "You guys don't have to do that." And they're like, "No, we feel so like that was like above and beyond." And I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting a free meal. Just like expectations. Stop- yes, yeah, stop saying it's coming up next." So that's right. what I mean earlier. I want to keep defending the fact. I'm like, I wasn't that bad of a waitress, but I always You're like honest. try try yeah. to. And then what I hate is then like, you know, it's the fucking worst when you as the customer is like, um, where's my like, and then you look like an asshole because then, you know it's not their fault, but it's like it's the miscommunication. But it could be their fault. It could. They yeah. could have forgotten to put it in. I've, yeah, we I all are guilty. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It happens. Yeah. Here's a tip. And I'll, I'll relate it to restaurants. So I uh, can sometimes be reactive. <laughs> uh, and and then I always feel like a lot of shame afterwards. Uh, uh, for example, last month I was in New York and I really wanted a sandwich. And Yelp said they closed at 7, but they actually closed at 6. And Yelp wasn't the official website. So they had every right to close at 6. <laughs> and I was like, and I walked in. I was like, are you guys closed? And I like did, I, I hate, I hate myself so much for this. <laughs> And they're like, I mean, they obviously where they're putting chairs up. And she's like, yeah, sorry. And I go, okay. And then I was walking out and I was like, just leave, Julia. And then I turn and I go, um, just so you know, Yelp says seven. You should really get that fixed. And then I felt so bad. I started crying outside the <laughs> sandwich <laughs> place. And then I went back the next day to get the sandwich and to apologize to the girl. And she was like, oh, I don't even remember. But I was like, so sorry. I felt so bad because I like, I, I, I uh, relapsed because I've gotten so good. So I guess my tip... <laughs> Check your Yelp. No, I'm just kidding. No, my tip is uh, both at restaurants and in life in general, if you can, right when you feel that reactive, bratty, whatever coming up on you, and it's often not even about the situation at hand. Oh, preach. Try to like, it might look crazy in public, but like close your eyes, take like three deep breaths, and I guarantee like if your reaction is different, then like everything will work out. So uh meditate in public is my tip all right yeah (laughs) hell yeah yeah. thanks so much for being here thank you here's a tip if you're ready for this one i really enjoyed another podcast that i devoured and i think it was a really good first dive for a kind of a first attempt at journalism but it's called the dream And for me, it was very mind-blowing because I recognized all of my life with my mother. She has been the victim of multi-level marketing Mm. and period schemes her whole life. 
and you personally are peddling something yourself if you're listening maybe or you've got a good friend who won't let up on Facebook. Rodan and Fields, yeah. one. Uh, 31 bags. Um, you might get a BMW and a trip to Jamaica if you sell enough. Oh, God. My mom and Pampered Chef, Arbonne. Then, then I realized I didn't know that the 31 bags were another MLM because that's all I got for Christmas for a couple years because my mom can't, like, she can't sell what she buys. And so then they end up being gifts for all of us. Oh, 31 Lord. bags. Well, it's like also it's Christian, which I didn't appreciate because it's all after like a John 31 something, which again, Central I'm not. Oils? Mormons have a lot of Yep, the young And the dream. All you have to do is go to like my Facebook page and look at everybody. No offense, everybody from high school. Yep. With kids. And you're Same like, with oh, my high sweetheart. school. Oh, everyone. Um, what you doing, girl? Power packed vitamins. I, yeah. really, I had a friend who was really trying to get me to become like, I think they call you, you you get called their downline or whatever, which is like when they get you to buy in and sell beneath them and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't, please. I grew up with a mother who pushed like vitamins and powders and all the shit on me because she couldn't sell her stock, you know? And it's just like Facebook, I'm not on it anymore, but it was getting to the point where it was just, I was like, all my friends back home are doing marketing level, multi-level marketing. Yeah. My cousin went to jail for a pyramid scheme. Damn, so they were at the top Ooh, then. Yeah, yeah. Your cousin was at, your cousin was like the one percent who actually does any business. Oh, yeah. He did, yeah. Yes. Fuck. I got three identical messages on my birthday from gals from high school oh, telling me no. they asked me where I went for my skincare. What was the line called? You look so oh, good. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Though? It's, can four, I send it's you only some... four hundred dollars. I have a start. special birthday kit I can send you if you'd like. And then you'd be working under me. I can help you get your own business off the if ground. If you want to host a party. Jesus. Oh, yes, dude. It's like the, if, if anybody, don't offer the girl in L.A. the home of vanity and exactly. skincare. Don't be telling me what to buy. Well, the Especially other thing, when your best bud's a fucking institution. Exactly. So what's your, what's the big takeaway from your tip? The t- okay, to listen so to the dream. To listen to the dream. Um, And I just feel like for me personally, other than my mom, literally trying to get me and two very patient friends like she she's like come on Brooke I just need this one sale and I think it's after she went to a motivational weekend where they make you feel like a worthless piece of shit and it's like my mom's a full-time nursing manager and well what they do is they sell you like your own broken dreams back to mm-hmm. you and, and are like, this is how, well, you almost kind of got back from one this weekend. Well, they make you feel like there's some, yeah. Something yeah, wrong with you that. that you're not succeeding when it is a system designed to take your money and nothing else. So listen to it. The dream is, I thought Feels was. heavy. Yeah. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. I really loved it. Here's a tip. If you're going to be in nature, hiking, camping, what have you, bring a bag to put garbage in. Um, your mm. own garbage. Please do not put garbage in nature, uh, but also to pick up garbage you find as you hike, because sometimes that happens, unfortunately. But how good do you feel about yourself if you have a, a receptacle for it? Or a stranger jaws? Because they're not always, they, they really don't have trash cans everywhere. No, no. Um, much like Los Angeles is missing about 3 million trash cans, in my opinion. But like bring your own bag so that you can... Put some, put your trash somewhere, but also if you see stuff, pick it up and get it in there. Take out what you bring in, you turds. Mm-hmm. Here's a tip. Uh, the new updates on your iPhone, oh, if no. you have one, 
um, in the settings, you can go into it and it gives you a social media time limit. limit. So you can limit however long your social media intake is. You can set up for however long um, you want. I started with an hour and it's so jarring how quickly that time goes. <laughs> and then it locks you out of all of your uh, social media things and it asks you a question like, do you want 15 minutes or do you want access to the for this for the whole day? And I think it's like a really great barrier to stop you from using your social media all the time. Does Another, it give you uh, electric yeah. shocks? It should. I've tried that and it eventually I just turned it off. But oh, I'm, you're like, I'm an adult. I did get rid of Twitter and Facebook apps on my phone. And I know Brooke deletes Instagram and like we'll put it back on. And that helps too. Yeah. Great. I just don't even your thumb can't I even do not, not touch participate it. in Twitter and Facebook. I think I'm almost done with. It's great. I've been off for two years. It's don't miss it. I was off and then had to work for him and had to I get just back like on. Making but I should get off. Dumb shit photo posts. I enjoy it. So do that on Instagram. Well, that's what I'm saying on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I don't mind, but Instagram, we, I was saying to Jocelyn too that that one is, it's like kind of all I have anymore. And even that, I'm just like, what am I looking at? Good <laughs> God. And I, I've, I've started saying out loud, Brooke, stop, stop. And then I'll turn it off and like go back to something more mindful. Yeah. I think I ended up, I followed someone recently that's like a celebrity and I have so much more advertising because of it. Oh, no. Um, anywho, that's my own deal. Here's a tip. If you are going to uh, Coachella this weekend or the following and you don't want to deal with all that traffic after the show, fake a seizure, and get life-flighted out of there. Ooh, airlift. What a reasonable tip. <laughs> Life hack. You, you Game the system. Not illegal or wild. Legally, I'm not bound to this uh, tip. Andrea, this is, like, this is like the real food allergy. This is a fake food allergy yeah, Coachella. About You're this. like the gluten of Coachella. You're the problem. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like Sidework Podcast, please review us, give us five stars, and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. At Sidework Podcast.